always have an issue. What you finna do? What you finna do? What you what you finna do? What you finna do? Hello, hello, guys. It's Natasha, your girl. I'm back with another podcast. Yes, that was a champagne bottle you just heard pop. So that means <laughs> that means we have a special guest today. So this woman, y'all are never going to believe this. Like, y'all are going to be like, Natasha, what? How did this even happen? Y'all are never going to believe this. But a certain Miami queen is up in the YBF house. And y'all, I've been obsessed with her for... I mean, since high school, she gave me my womanhood in a way, I feel like. So I'm going to talk about all that today. I'm going to talk about her new single. I'm going to talk about being a vet in this rap game and still killing bitches left and right with the rhymes. So everybody, welcome Trina. Thank you. <laughs> she also is sipping on some things. I got her some Patron because I heard she loved herself some Patron. And um, she was like, nah, give me a hit of this Hennessy and a hit of that Sprite. I said, oh. So if I'm going to drink Patron, that's like, okay, a shot. But that's like right to the point. That's too much. That's like going before the club. Mm. To, you know, so, and I I recently started drinking Hennessy. Well, just dark liquor because okay. I had got sick. Somebody told me, oh, it's good for a cold. And now I know when I drink it, I don't feel like sluggish the next day. Oh. I love Ciroc. I love the flavors. I love that. But the next day I'll be feeling like, ugh. I know. Vodka does too much to us. Yeah. Like it's it's team turn up and, and i can. love champagne too when i drink champagne i get mm. really really bubbly and sleepy mm. yeah so if i want to feel real light and just have a little nice little you know wind down i'll drink champagne yes so i'm like all in between well thank you hennessy for sponsoring <laughs> this yes, podcast thank you hooking us up and miss trina so trina has a new single out with tori lanes a canadian hip-hop guy how did that even happen the song is called damn we was in here jamming <laughs> thank like you. it was 99 all, all over again just <laughs> I love it thank actually you, thank How did you. that happen? I met Tori in Miami um, He lived in Miami for a while yeah. um, Back and forth And um, he came to the studio With some producers To play some music And we did a song before this Which was a song that was called F Love And um, he just started creating As soon as he came in the studio He introduced himself And he was like I'm gonna play some records I want you to hear it And it was different You know you're from Canada You got a different sound You brought some different stuff And I liked it And so we just kept in touch And we started recording more records And then after that I think he started to work on his album and um a next the next mixtape and then i'm like yo i hit him up like i need you to do another record i'm about to do my album i need to make sure you get on it so make sure you know you let me know you could do it and he came to miami um i was doing something for rick ross and mm -hmm. i saw him that day and we did the song that night and damn hey yeah just love like it. that just like love that. it yes um i was gonna ask you about that you said a new sound i noticed that i mean i like you for you so mm -hmm. i like the sound and i yes. will say like every song you come out not every song but much of the music you come out with it's still it's very obviously trina mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. very miami it's very yeah. hardcore That's me. and i love that and i was like you know what i wonder if she's ever gonna kind of flip it up a little you know flip it a little bit like mm -hmm. do something a little different mm -hmm. this time different and that was the first Thank thing we you. said when we heard it we like this is more like yeah, like thank it's like you. we in the club. Again. I love it. Thank you. Thank um, you. So speaking of that, mm -hmm. I just want to let you know. Yes, I come off a little classy and buttoned up sometimes. Okay. But <laughs> when I was growing up and when I was in high school, mm -hmm. you were one of the first people that made me feel comfortable with my body. 
Oh, wow. And it's interesting because, you know, I know your background. We all know your background. And Mm -hmm. people might say, well, why, you know, why go to this more extra, so extra extreme when it comes to sex and over-sexualized? It's not about that. It's Mm -hmm. more about when I was in high school, I was obviously not shaped like a white girl okay. and I didn't have other black girls to look at like oh she has boobs and booty and she's still cute mm. I felt like I was more like the fat ugly girl you know kind of pushed to the side because okay. I didn't look like the skinny mm. typical girl okay and also you know when you're in a middle upper middle class family mm-hmm. mom's a mom's a doctor dad's a lawyer everybody's like you know no sexuality right you're da, da, da. right but when I was a senior junior senior in high school that's when I first started hearing the baddest bitch. Okay. Y'all, mm. it changed my life because mm. it finally showed you, it's almost like this pendulum to that pendulum. It okay. shows you women can be all things and it's okay to be sexual. Mm-hmm. So it made me swing to the middle and say, you know what? F that. That nigga ain't worth me. He ain't mm. worth my punani. Mm. Like You're he ain't worth, worth this. Yeah, yes. And I am fine. I am nice. Like I got uh-huh. ass. I got titties. I got all that. <laughs> and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And thank you for being that girl for us girls thank you thank you you. i don't think i'm the only girl that can say that so and you're not some women are just afraid to say that and that's the truth and it's like i all of my friends are different girls Mm -hmm. and some of them are really voluptuous and even i have friends that are not and they're insecure with their bodies and i'm just like embrace what you have like you know just be you stand walk in that you know like if you walk in and you feel comfortable and confident enough everybody's gonna look at it like that and i've always been around like my girl miami girls are thick and voluptuous and boobs and and i was one of those that like all my friends they they have nice butts and they have nice bodies and they all have big boobs i'm the one that had no boobs like the little boobs and i was Mm. always like hmm i want my boobs like this i want that and i just was too afraid to say okay i'm gonna get my boobs done because i want it like that i wanted it but i was just afraid you never got it never got i still have the small little boobs 34 (laughs) b and that's okay i'm okay with that i'm just like you know what if it was meant for me to do it i would have done it i'm just okay i'm like okay if this is what god gave me then i'll leave it you know and i just put on my push-up bra make them extra pushed up and I just leave it like that. But you still were like, I'm still the baddest bitch, though. I'm you still have to that. understand like, that. I'm still that. Like, this Let's is what be it clear. is. It's like very much clear. Yes. <gasps> I love that. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just do. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I actually love Cardi B as well. I love, like, yes, any I woman that could just. Don't you? She's so feisty. Like, oh, my firecracker. gosh. <laughs> I met her. She came. She, we did the same show once, and I, it was so crazy. I was in the back, and I could see her, but she didn't see me. And mm-hmm. then when I came out, and now I'm doing, I'm performing, she's on the stage with the back of me, and I could see her, like, reciting all the words and just going. I was just yes. in the background I was screaming and then I pulled her up and she started doing a verse it was just great what she verse said, what did she do I think it was um, look back at it yeah, yeah, yeah. She was dancing. She it. Yeah, she was up there rocking. I love her. She's very, very much comfortable in her skin. And outspoken and stand up for herself. You have to as a woman. Yes, yes, you have so to. So, who, if you had to do a rap collabo on whatever next project you're doing, they're like, we need a female rap collabo. Who would you say up? Oh, go to this person. Um, collabo like a mixture of girls. No, like you and someone else. You know what? I I like this. I love this girl from out of Oakland. Her name is Kamaya. I've heard of Kamaya. And I I, I I did a party in Oakland, and she was performing, but I didn't know who she was. And mm-hmm. I was about to go upstairs in the back, and they were sneaking me up, and I'm looking down. And I'm like, yo, who is that? She's on stage killing it. And um, she was just so different, and her style was so great and strong. And she was like, you know, hardcore, but she was just still like, I, I just loved I would just want to do a record with her. Cause it's, and it's West Coast, you know? Oh, and that's a different sound different. and a different vibe. And, like, just me, and she's hard, but she's still, like, you know, feisty. I, lo- I would want to do a song with her. Oh, and what about yeah. male? Male, I would say, right for me, I would say Travis Scott. 
Really? Yeah, I love Travis Scott. I love his music. I love. I don't even understand what he's saying half you the don't? time. It's called it's wave music. He's like though. asleep. You got to be on a wave. You just on a wave, oh, okay. and yeah, it's a wave music. I just mm. like in the car, music up loud, going crazy, just like you know uh, what he's saying. Some of it, most okay. of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I could see it. Yeah. Whatever. So are you working on a new album? What, what is the single I finished the album. For? The single is for the album. The album comes out in April. Okay. Um, the first song is with Tory Lanez. I also have K. Michelle on the album. I also really? Have, yeah. I also have Kelly Price on the album. I have um, Two Chains on the album. Lil Boosie and Plies on the album. I have Lil Wayne on the album. Rico Loves on the album. So it's a, it's diverse. You know, I got the strong parts of the songs, stuff that's Trina. But this is a story, and it's about me and my growth in my life. It has nothing to do with like the baddest bitch record or now record. Right. It's a different type. It's just talking a story. And then I have that fire, that feisty, that talk, that that comfortable, like you know, that solid, you know, records. And it's just fun. This project was so great for me to make it. And I'm just, and you've I'm earned happy. your right to do what you like to do. You don't. Have yeah. to cater to the machine and I don't have to, to cater to any of that. I could yeah. do. I did these records how I wanted to do it. I got in the studio Rico Love and he just pat, hit me on the back and was like, "Go for it! Like you got this." Yeah, and I'm I'm excited. I love it. And Thank my whole team. I'm from New Orleans. My whole okay. team from New Orleans. Yeah, so you I'm know, we, we feel you. We got you. <laughs> okay, so really quickly. Okay. I like to be messy sometimes. So <laughs> come on. <laughs> Tell me a celeb that's gotten under your skin lately and why. Under my skin. Yeah. Because I want to know how you handle. I don't see you clapping back on social media a lot, but I feel like you want to. <laughs> um, You know what? I really don't. Like, if I have time, then I got time. Well, I always got time. Like, and see, I, it, I, I did it before. Mm-hmm. I've got myself in a situation, maybe three or four clapbacks. Mm-hmm. But it's so distracting to me. I promise you, like, I, I'm. Like once I get on that social media and I start, I don't care if it's good comments, bad. Like it takes up so much time. Like so, yeah. I, I just try it's to like stay away from home. it. And then I'm like, I'm on social media. I'm looking at all these people, and I don't care what it is. If I don't like it, I mean, I'm not saying nothing negative about you. I'm right. not. So who gives you the right or to be disrespectful to come on my page and say something? And then if I do say something, oh, I'm wrong because I said something. That's I'm clapping back. But why? Because you're a celebrity. No, no, no. I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I'm a woman. You're not gonna disrespect from. Disrespect me and say crazy stuff and don't expect me to say it back. Mm-hmm. So I know my mouth is so reckless; <laughs> it will go so far beyond the baddest bitch. So I keep it very much under control for those that think it's so out there. I mm-hmm. try, you know. I'm just I don't. Ha- I spend my time with my friends and we have fun. Mm-hmm. We sit up in the house with no makeup and hair and laugh and do jokes and do silly stuff and play Uno. And I we look at social media and we be on and off and we have so much. I, I'm in this little bubble thing of like I don't want to be consumed with that negativity. I get it. it. It takes away from what I'm trying to do. I don't want to be on the plane, get off the plane. Oh, here I go. Somebody got something negative saying yeah. it ruins my whole movie for my show. Like, I really don't really care. Like, I, you don't know me. I don't care if you think you do. I don't talk to you on the phone. We don't text. You're not my friend. You didn't sleep in my house. You never ate mm-hmm. my food. So what you say don't really matter. So who's a celeb that got under your skin and you was like, either you did pop off. You was like, no, nah, let me fall back because I'm going to hurt this It girl. wasn't a celeb. Oh, that's um, who? I don't know. No, there has to be a celeb. There has to be. That got under my skin? Yes. There has to be. I can name a few that get under my skin, so I know oh, you really? got some. I don't really have, like, little things with celebs. I mean, maybe you mean, like, if, if I dated someone and they just, like, act a donkey or a fool and I just... Ugh. Oh, well, let's talk about that then. No, I'm just saying, like, that, like, because besides I mean, if we want to go there... I mean, because that's the only thing that can get under my skin. Like, if you do something crazy or you be, like, just foul... 
of course I'm human. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in this media. People are gonna have so many things to say. Me, I, I sometimes barely don't say nothing back. Right. I, I just be I'm like, you know what, you wanna be a fool, be a fool by yourself. But I step up when I need to feel like, okay, now let me get this let me get this straight. Let right, me tell right, you right. what really happened because yes. people paint the picture, oh, you're in a relationship, you got dumped, you did this, you did or you're a beautiful girl or you this, but why are you seeing they, all these different crazy things? No, it's because I'm not settling for anything that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not, I know my worth. If, if I don't care if me and you're dating, we're together, right. I love you down. If you step out of character and disrespect me and, and make you me feel less something. of a woman, I'm going to say something mm-hmm. and I'm going to step away from the situation because you're not worth that. Right. And I don't have time to take time off like having these meltdowns over that. Like I'll go low and mm. I'll let you be high and do your thing, but you, they always end up falling back low. And I'm always sitting back twirling, like twirling my hair like <laughs> laughing and looking like oh so this is what it really is like it's just one of the things like just being just growing up and being mature and being yeah. able to get over I'm not I don't want to ever be the bitter scorn right. woman the hurt woman like oh I hate you so that's not me I always want to love I always want to fall back in love I always want to give a person a fresh clean start and we we appre- like we see that and we appreciate that it's like she could go really hard oh, on I could certain go people real real um, <clears throat> Khloe Kardashian you I know just, like we could we could go in on some that. people I just don't do that. You know, it just doesn't benefit me. I just really be like, now nah, I got to spend time with that. And now everybody's asking me that question. Then it's distracting to what I'm doing. And then now I got to sit up and talk about something I really don't care about. Because I really, you know, watch you do crazy stuff for people. Right. And I'm just looking like, Tim, you still unhappy. You're still doing the same thing. How much <laughs> time is it going to have? the same thing. So we, you know, and you still don't get people leftovers, right? You know, and I know mm. with me, with, and the thing with me, with, with like, you know, in the industry, if, I, if it's a dating, I, get, I think guys, they, they kind of get, they, they, they're attracted to, the baddest bitch, the, what, the persona of what they think I am. And then you're caught up in that. This is me. This is me. This is what I'm talking about. These are the words. This is the music. So I'm, I'm going after that. But now I meet this woman and right. she's submissive or she's at home or she's cleaning. She really do. She really do cook like the best Caribbean right. dishes. Like she's, she's a different person than you see her on stage or in a photo or a record. And then now you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm about to, what did I get myself into? Like, right. this is. Now, this wife this material is, right yeah, here. I can't, ready. I'm about to mess it up already. <laughs> so you mess it up anyway. And then it turns around. I'll be looking, it's looking at me like, oh, well, what's going wrong? What's going yeah. wrong? Is that you guys have the wrong attention from the beginning? And I just ah. don't have the patience or the time to deal with it. So I get low and I disappear. Mm-hmm. And I just come back and refresh myself and start over if need be. And that's just always how it be. I don't really have bad relationships like, oh, I hate you. I don't like you. I don't. Bye. Hi. How right. are you? I'm, I hope you're blessed. I wish you well. And that's just how I keep it moving because that keeps me happy. So I'm 35. I'm, well, okay, wait. No, I'm not. Well, you're no, looking not. like Hold you're 25 on. over yes. here. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I've been like waking up in panics. Like, oh, oh yeah. my God, I turned 35 on May 1st. Like I'm freaking, I wake up out of my sleep and do I you? freak out. So you tell me like how, like how do you, my friends are married with kids. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I mean, we don't. We know you're not married. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're dating, but mm-hmm. we know you're not married. How do you feel about career versus that? Oh gosh, that's one. Are thing. you dating? Are you single? I'm happy. Mm-mm. Oh, there you Ma'am. go. You like you had Ma'am. to take a drink, huh? Drink that drink, Ma'am. champagne. That's another conversation we'll get into. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is for me. I my whole career is my career. This is all I have. I don't have a kid, so I don't have to take off months and say I got to make sure my kid is in school and do this. Um, I'm not married, so there, I'm not sharing my time with that. I've yeah. been in relationships that I tried to build with to be in that to make that happen. I, I was in a relationship long enough to think I was getting married and having a kid. That didn't work out. You cheated. Mm-hmm. I left. End of story. So for myself, 
I'm, I don't have a kid because I just don't want to have a kid from somebody I'm dating or a random guy and it don't work out. I don't want to be the baby mama. I want to be a wife and I want to have a family because I have friends that are married and I have friends that are not married. I have single, single, um, I have friends that are single that's raising a kid and they're going through it. And I'm just yes. thinking to myself, like, I'm so happy my mom told me <laughs> if you, if you be doing girl and boy things when you're really young, you're going to have a baby and it's going to, it's just going to be bad. And I was always scared. I was like, I don't want to have no baby. I'm not having no baby because I don't want right. to be like her. And all my friends, like, I don't want to be struggling with a kid by myself. I, I wanted something different than what I saw going on around me. My dad wasn't in there, wasn't there either. So therefore I don't want my kid to not have a dad. Cause I know for me, I struggled with that for a minute. I didn't, I thought like, well, I'm not yeah. good enough, but now my dad is all over the place trying to hmm. like find me cause you want to be a part, but I shut that out. So I want to make sure that's something that I have, and like I really you have a family care. unit together. That's what first. I really want. Like if I'm gonna have that, I don't have a man. If I don't have a man, I can't have a kid. If I have a kid, I that's want the I man feel. to be there with me and the kid. You need to get up and go. You need to change pampers. You need to get up and make breakfast. You need to go to the park. You need to do these things that I want done. I don't want to do it by myself. This is my cousin right here. How many times do I say this? How many, I'm just saying, this my, is why I'm single now. My though. friend now is going to basketball games with her son because there's no man involved. But the oh. but you got to play the man and the and the woman role, and I don't want to be her by myself. Don't. What's you the know? point? Like I want to. I always tell my friends, I want a family, not a kid. I want a there's family. A difference, right? There's a big, big, huge difference. A lot of my friends have families and kids, and some have <clears throat> kids and no family. A very lonely situation. And I, I'm I'm humble because I'm around both. Right. So I get to see it both ways, and I'm looking at her situation and hers, and I'm like, I don't want to be neither one of y'all. Like, I, I and you. nothing is perfect. I don't want the perfect, perfect. I just want something that's like that's worthy of me, mm-hmm. and and I want I want to have a baby, and I want you right there in the delivery room, making sure I'm not going crazy. Like, I need you there I with me, you. like holding my hand, not somewhere I can't sign the birth certificate or somewhere I don't know where you at for the next. No, I'm not doing that. That's not know. what I want to happen for me. I got so you. So however girl. long it may take, then that's what it's gonna take. And I'm just gonna wait until that right time, and then when Thank God wants to happen. Thank you for being my spirit animal. So I'm gonna keep looking at you like, well, when? Trina ain't, Trina ain't settled, so I ain't settling. Okay. Okay. So really quickly, so mm-hmm. two last things. So smash, Mary kill, because we find out a lot about a person with this. Ooh. So I want to know, smash, Mary kill, Iggy Azalea, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, and French Montana. Um. Who's making no- who's making noises um, over there? Um, 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 <laughs> let's see. Smash! Dang, you got a girl, and I got us. Okay, smash, Mary, kill, mm-hmm. smash, Mary, kill. Iggy Azalea, uh-huh. Lil Wayne, French Montana. Oh, Iggy Azalea, that's the. Okay, wait. Oh, you funny. No, 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 no. I, okay, funny. I got it. No. Rapper Iggy Azalea. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, don't don't get me wrong. I'm thinking about Azalea. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about somebody else. Oh, you okay. Azalea Banks. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. the name. Okay, okay, so, okay, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can we just do, um, <laughs> can we just do, can we do Mary Wayne, kill Montana, and pass on the other one, Iggy? You're not going to smash Iggy. She got a new body. A new oh, she body. Got a nice, oh, new? I haven't it's seen her lady, but I thought she had a nice body. Okay. I like her. Oh, okay. How nice of you. How sweet. Yeah, I'm such a sweet southern girl from the 305, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, so this is the last thing. Okay, so we like to do Fast Fab Five. Okay. And so just the first thing that kind of comes to mind when you hear me say what I say. Okay. Okay? So... You know what? I asked my my friends for this because my friends know my obsession with you. So I was like, y'all, Trina questions, go. Okay. The things they sent me, like, I'm not going to start off with this question. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What's the worst job you ever had before making it? Ooh. 
Working at AT&T, I hated that job. And I had to catch the train. My car blew up. It was on fire. <laughs> I was pissed off, and I just don't like it. AT&T, yes, that's the worst job. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Salt or sugar in your grits? Sugar. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. see... I prefer salt. Yeah? I do. But I'm not... It's a very Southern thing to say sugar. Yeah. I like sugar and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was your TV crush growing up? TV crush growing up? Um, I would say Janet Jackson. Ooh. Pleasure principal. I was like addicted to that like whole face. Like I would say Janet. I loved her. It's beautiful. Okay. If you could play anybody in a movie, biopic, because you know everybody's got a damn biopic now, mm-hmm. who would you be? If I could play anybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to play Beyonce. No. Yes. Why do I? Oh God, we're like kindred spirits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever gonna act? Like I have. I don't feel like I I've ever seen you act. No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. She's trying to get I me feel to like do that's, it. Yeah. That's a natural next step. I did one little DVD movie so many years ago. I have to go back and keep looking at it because when I see it, I I just bust out laughing. It's called The Mommy Tale, and I just keep reminding myself, like, hey, like, get an acting coach and try to talk about (laughs) I was really young. I don't know, 17, 18, 19, whatever, but I was looking at this movie like, you really sit out here and got in this movie? I was with some more, a couple people. It's hilarious. I need to look at it again and then try to relive that. No, just go get some acting classes, and you'll be good. Okay. It's been some years, okay. And the wildest place you ever smashed. The wildest place? The wildest place. Not the person. Oh, okay. Place. Ooh, I, say, I mean, if you want to dish on the person. Um, wildest place? <laughs> <laughs> if y'all could see her face right now. Oh, my God. It's like glued <laughs> into this mirror. Oh. The wildest place. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the wildest place? Jeez, I'm. Was it that many? I'm wild. I'm trying to figure out wildest I mean, place. Is it that many places? The wildest place. I'm just trying to see the outdoors, wildest. like parks. I have never really did it outdoors. Theaters. I didn't do it outdoors. I haven't had outdoor like wildness yet. Really? Mm-mm. I always be thinking somebody peeping around my kitchen. But see, isn't that the hot part though? I know, but I don't know. It's too much no. social media, y'all. Uh, uh-uh, y'all have to put me on the blog. You catch my butt all in the mirror. Uh, uh-uh, no, I'm not gonna no. do that. I gotta make sure. So let me see. Um. Wildest place. Movie theater, um, cars. I didn't do it in the car. Beach. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Probably in the garage, the house. That's probably why. Wait a minute. Was there a car in the garage? No, we need a car. We don't need a car. Well. Well, I mean, just saying trying to make it to the car because I've never did it outside like that. Okay. My, 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 my dream is to do it like on a plane, private, of course. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's you, make that distinction. Yeah, I mean, not on, not know. on JetBlue. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you mean like the jet? Yeah, okay. just like that's like a wild little fantasy or something. I but yeah, you. I got you. I haven't been outside. I may try to though. The beach sounds nice on on, on a nice yacht, maybe when yes. it gets nighttime when nobody can't see anything. I mean, I'm, you're in Miami. Like this should be yeah, easy for you, Trina. Yeah, but Miami, the cameras, people be all over the place. <laughs> I do not want to catch you know my little boobs out on a yacht. No, I'm going to say that. That's hilarious. Maybe later in the nighttime. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, uh, something I do want to know that I totally forgot to ask about. Mm -hmm. Would you perform for Trump for $750,000? Whoa, that question was about to kick in right now. (laughs) I just want to know. $750,000 $750,000 right now. Okay, so I don't think I'm going to go do <laughs> shut up with me, Trick Daddy, Rick Ross, the whole Slip and Slide crew, and knock it out. Like, straight up. Like, no, no, no. Seriously, like, you know what? Um, 
Man, <laughs> I've been hearing this question all day. Like, really? Yeah, everybody been asking this question. It's like I, I honestly haven't. I have not really followed the whole Trump thing. Of course, I'm a part of it. I mean, but you know damn well who he is. So I know you exactly know. who he is. I, I actually, I actually was like a huge fan. Like I loved him before this whole. Me too. I, I'm like, like what the hell happened? Is, was was one of the first hotels I say New York. You know, it's Trump Soho. Yeah, I love. The Isn't dog, it like hard that we have to boycott that now? We have to boycott that, Trina. Well, I haven't stayed in one in many years, so I'm not really worried about that. But I'm just saying, as a professional businessman, I liked him before. I know. And I haven't gotten to the whole political thing because I'm still trying to adjust to, like, I'm really going to wake up at night. It, like, when I, I see that oh something happened and you see Obama hit the speech and his speech is so have you glue. I just, I don't, I'm not ready to, like, let go of that just yet, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, no matter what, whether I like it, we like it, you, all of us, there's nothing we can do about it. He is president. So, I just want to, I just know, I don't, I just want, I'm just saying, like, for us, how do we figure out? to say well I'm not performing at his inauguration but mm. how do we make like more love about the situation don't turn our people into like war with this whole thing because it's just making you. more hate, hate and just more hate and everybody's talking about it and it's just like so much pressure how does it end how do we make it end and continue yeah. to go on because we gotta deal with it with him being in the chair with him speaking up Ugh. and saying everything and we it's issues that's gonna happen with us every single day so we just gotta stick together more and like understand where we are and what we want and you know just try to uplift each other a little yeah. bit better and stick you know for one another yeah so I'm gonna take that I as mean a no. what am I gonna perform like I'm gonna perform now like you, you never imagine? know <laughs> you, you know they be they love some black performers but they don't like black people so you know i would be there for nan by the way you were at grits and biscuits like two years ago i sure was i loved it, it let was me the tell first you something it was crazy let me I know tell exactly you what you're something because you said it. in new york the biggest thing i came out and i lost it Do you know they didn't tell us when you buy they a didn't ticket tell me, nobody told me that i was doing that i was in new york oh, doing something okay. else and they said hey we want you to do something i was like grits and biscuits is a food spot like i'm ready <laughs> I come up and there's no, it's a concert. And I'm like, yes. well, I wasn't prepared. Wasn't fully had my no, real costume. I wasn't prepared. I wanted to be prepared for Trina. I like, wasn't prepared. We got tickets. They're like, you know, $20, $6, whatever. I wasn't I've prepared. always wanted to go to Grits and Biscuits. So me and my ratchet, Sophista Ratchet friends, <laughs> we was like, we going to Grits and Biscuits. They had no line. There was no lineup. They're just like, oh, surprise guests. We're like, oh, who's it going to be? Like, somebody Listen, random. When I got there and I saw the people out there, I said, yo, what's going on? Are you oh, crazy? It was on 100. I w- it was so good. I was so When excited, you walked though. out, first of all, I got separated from my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so me and Cliff, um, who's, who y'all have heard on the podcast before, mm-hmm. we're looking for our three other friends. And I'm frustrated. It's hot as hell. It's in the middle of summer. And it's so ratchet, but like so sophista ratchet. And so we're drinking and trying to find our friends. All of a sudden, I hear, I think you came out doing Baddest Bitch. And I was like, I'm sorry, is that the DJ? And I look up, (laughs) and I dropped my drink. It was Trina. (laughs) She had on some sneakers and some tight tight jeans. I started screaming at the top of my lungs. And my friend, like, he was like, we just stopped. We didn't even care about our friends. We were like, F the friends. We're sitting here. And she did, like, a whole set. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? I didn't know. It was totally a I lost my mind. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for being you. And is there anything else that you want to promote? Just make sure you guys look out for my album, April. It's It means a lot to me. This is my sixth album. I'm excited about it. I've been working two and a half years for this album. It's more touching and personal than people just imagine. People are stuck in the phase of now. And when I first came out, I've grown. I am a grown woman with a brand and a business. And if you do not speak to me, you will not know anything about me. So mm. let's be very clear. Times have changed. And let's be... I mean, it's just an understanding to know, like, when I meet, when you meet somebody, this is a real person. It's more than just a CD cover or mm. just, like, a record. Or people think, oh, you're too raunchy or you too this. You need to understand this person and a purpose. I'm from Miami, 305. Mm. You know, the home of Luke 
and Trick Daddy and Rick Ross. And this is what it is. Love it. I love every bit of it. Yes. Thank you so much you for so doing much for this for me. us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, guys. Thank y'all for listening. And I mean, I'll be back with my fully wang in a week. Y'all know what's up. <laughs> thank y'all. Fully wang. I love that part. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. It's that time to do YBF's Fully Wang of the Week. So this week, we're just going to go ahead and wrap everybody up into one. We're just going to do that. We're just going to say the alleged woke black folk who did the foolishness of the week. And that would be Chrisette Michelle, Steve Harvey, and Martin Luther King III, y'all. Hunty. Listen, you know, I understand. I understand that we all need to get along. I get it. But what you're not going to do is parade past that security in Trump Tower, snap pictures. There's a back entrance, y'all, but y'all didn't take that back entrance. Take pictures. Hop on that elevator. Go talk to Donald Trump for I don't even know how long. Come back down that elevator with you know who in the back. She's blacklisted from the site, so we're not going to say her name. You know who she is. The only black person up in his doggone administration other than Ben Carson. Standing in the background, snapping pictures and smiling for the camera and making making faces for the camera. Yeah, yes, you, Steve Harvey. Why on earth are people that are not, one, policymakers and two, not really, you know, you don't really have that much power to affect real change. Yes, you can bring people together because of your celebrity in some ways. But if we really care about making change and about actually doing something to improve relations right now. We all know relations are at an all time pity situation. (laughs) It's just bad. But if we're going to, if we're going to improve that situation, if we're going to say, Oh, now we're starting to move toward a more united country and a more, you know, one side understands the other and one side respects the other and both sides now respect each other. That has to come from a place of the person is doing it from a place of, oh, they can affect policy and they can affect real change. And also that they're doing it for a selfless reason. Mm-hmm. It feels like Steve Harvey was like, oh, it's my 60th birthday so I can be absolved from going to the inauguration. Because, you know, he said he ain't going. He said, no, I ain't going. Marjorie is taking me away for my 60th birthday i.e. she's using my money to go take me on vacation that's fine that's fine my problem is that you're acting like now oh I'm not that bad guys I'm not going to the inauguration but I did just meet with Trump no 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 you're still on our ish list one because you're not a policymaker, so why are you meeting with Trump like what what could you why what are we doing um what did y'all talk about? All I know is that Steve came out saying, oh, y'all, he's a nice guy. He's not that bad. He really does mean well. Somebody said, um, you know, Malcolm X brought up this point so many years ago. And it's so funny. If you don't know your history, it repeats itself without your without you controlling it repeating itself. But Malcolm X said so many years ago that um, – that the person in power will use celebrity and and known figures and popular figures to sway 
to sway a whole population to believe that they are not a monster. That's literally exactly what's happening. What is this? What what is this? It's a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't with my team. I can't. So it seems like that's what's happening. You see that Donald Trump didn't reach out to actual lawmakers. Right. He could have reached out to John Lewis, especially after they had a Twitter beef. What the fact that we're even talking about that they had a Twitter beef is blowing my mind. Why why is POTUS elect having a Twitter beef? But they had a Twitter beef. John Lewis was right. But POTUS can't POTUS elect can't stand that. So of course he popped back and they went back and forth. Why don't you reach out to him to kind of mend fences? No, he doesn't do that. He says, Oh, who's the king of comedy? Who's the king? Come come over here. Let's talk. Because he knows that's what black folk are gonna listen to. He doesn't respect us as a community enough to go to an actual policymaker, somebody that knows what they're doing and and has a hand on the pulse of policy change. He doesn't have enough respect for us to go to that person. He decides to go to the person who can, you know, perform. Because a lot of times that's what people like Donald Trump think that's all black people are good for, to perform, to make y'all laugh, to kiki and giggle. He already said we all have a horrible life, didn't he? He said we all have, we're all poor, we're all struggling. We all suck. We all live in the hood. That's what he thinks. So he goes to the one or two guys that, that don't live in that, that space that he thought we all did and said, hey, can you, can you tell your blacks, your blacks, your African-Americans that I'm all good, I'm good, I'm a good person. He doesn't respect us to, enough to go to someone with so much knowledge and so much experience. I mean, Susan Rice is, is our, the current ambassador until tomorrow. You can go to her. Hell, I would even, I would even prefer him to go to Ben Carson. But no, he puts him in a position that Ben Carson doesn't even know existed. Probably, he's a doc. He's a surgeon. He put he puts him as a freaking urban development. I can't. So this is this is the point. <laughs> he could have gone to Maxine Waters too. Yes, so Yes. <laughs> Who read him for absolute film. But he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready for that because he knows he's wrong. He knows Maxine will read him for all the filth, every filth piece that there is. So he goes to, you know, Steve Harvey. He goes to Martin Luther King, the third, which kind of did sting a little bit, you know, it, and it happened on MLK day. Instead of Donald Trump leaving Trump Tower and actually going to do some type of service project, because that's what, that's what MLK Day is. It's a day of service. The Obamas went and donated their playground set that was that belonged to Sasha Malia, donated to a homeless shelter, went and painted a mural and visited kids and, and people in the homeless shelter. What did Donald Trump do? Sat at the top of his tower and summoned. And canceled his trip to the home? Yeah, allegedly. I don't think he ever had a trip, but he summoned MLK the third to come to him. And what did MLK the third do? I <laughs> Ran up in there. That smile was so big to be in front of them cameras at Trump tower. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that he was thinking in his head, Hey, this is what my father would have wanted to reach across the aisle and to actually formulate change and formulate peace well that's another thing about mlk day people remember what they want to remember 
MLK wasn't always just this pacify or pacifist or a person that was just like, oh, let's all get along. No, toward the end, he was more he was more Malcolm X than MLK. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People tend to forget that. I, I, you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe 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 MLK the third was wanted money to buy that. What is it that he was trying to buy? He was trying to or trying to sell. He was trying to sell his his father's Bible. Maybe he wanted to, you know, ask Trump for the money to buy the Bible or sell the Bible. I don't know. I don't know what his reason for doing this is, but it's just sad. And we are condemning it all. This is not the way you affect change. You affect change by actual policymakers going to talk to. If you're going to go talk to Trump, actually someone that can affect change needs to do it and do it from a place that's not. Um, a self-serving position and do it from a place of I'm going to come to you and tell you what my issue is with you. My place is not to come here to say, hey, what can I do to please you? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what your problem is and what you need to do to please me. He knew that these three people that we already mentioned would not do that. So that's why he went to them. And that's my problem. Chrisette Michelle, girl. I hope that 750k that you allegedly are getting will last you for a career because honey, your your I don't even know who her audience is. Who is her audience? Showing Donald Trump supporters. Who is it? I mean, I've never bought a Christelle Michelle CD. I've listened to it. I've been to a concert that she was at. Now, mind you, I did not say I, I did not go to a Chrisette Michelle concert. I went to a concert that she happened to be at. There's a difference. Who's buying Chrisette Michelle concert tickets? All I know is, like you said, it's not it's not Donald Trump supporters. So what are you going to do after that 750K? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So you decided to abandon your own. And, you know, I'm not that girl to say, oh, we all have to just hate someone just to hate them. But a lot of times it comes down to one, a numbers game and two, just standing together for something. Y'all did not see not one person of the Latinx community say that they were performing or meeting with Donald Trump. Not one. Maybe a congressman because that's her job as a congressman. But outside of that, not one. Not one person of the LGBT community doing that. Why is it that us blacks got to be like, oh, well, let's let's go, you know, let's go reach across the aisle. Let's go compromise. Why? That's my problem, Chrisette Michelle. I understand that you're in your statement. You said, which I barely understood. I mean, your statement was so confusing. It was like, oh, I want to do this for us. I don't know who us is, but I'm good. I, I don't need you to perform for Trump for, on my behalf. Please don't save your voice. Cause you're going to need it. Um, I think it's her husbander. Husbanders always mess up careers. So her husbander sent out that, that, um, statement through the PR company. Biggs is his name. That should tell you something. Um, yeah. So Chris said, I hope that 750 K that you allegedly got is worth it because I don't think you're going to get any type of funding for your concert tickets, your music, any of that from this point on. So you better make a stretch girl, (laughs) stretch it out. Whatever you was trying to accomplish. I hope you do, but I'm not here for it. Sometimes it's about principle. It might appear to be petty, but I look at it as, Everyone's standing united so that we are actually taken seriously. The LGBT community is taken seriously because they stand together. They put up one voice 
and they all either do something or they all don't do something. Same thing with the Jewish race, same thing with the Latina community, same thing with everyone else but us. Sometimes we don't need to compromise. Sometimes be petty, if that's what you want to call it. There's 60 Democrats, by the way, boycotting the um, inauguration, and I applaud them. I applaud them. Why not? I get that, you know, we all have to come together. We have to do that. But sometimes it's like, mm, no, I'm going to I'm going to use my power. Which is my voice and whether I use my voice or not, either way, it's power. If I decide not to use my voice, that's a powerful thing. If I decide to use it, it's a powerful thing. So I, I applaud them. And there were plenty of Republicans saying they weren't going to attend Barack Obama's inauguration. So let's not go there. Oh, Chrisette girl. I hope your social media classes are going to work for you. You know, the ones that you're teaching and asking for money for. Good luck, girl. Toss his hair. Toss his hair. YBF's BFFs of the week are, I mean, we have multiple fully wing, so we have to have multiple BFFs. So this goes to D.L. Hughley and Representative Maxine Waters. Yes, so Yes. Um, because of the foolishness from the three people I named earlier, plus a few others, um, Congresswoman Waters and, um, DL have gone all the way in and DL within, I feel like it was like five minutes later after Steve Harvey showed his happy go lucky face up in Trump towers, DL went straight to Facebook and put out this video and the video pretty much, you know, says what we all think. And he, you would think that they were friends, you know, like, I mean, they've done Kings of Comedy together. He was just on Steve Harvey's show a couple of weeks ago, talking about a reunion. DL ain't here for no Steve (laughs) at all. He just ain't here for him. Like he is not, and he made it very clear this time. He pretty much called everyone involved a coon. That's pretty much what he did. How dare you go meet with this man? Do you not see that history is repeating itself? Do you not see that these people are using you to get to our community? I'm going to let you take a listen to exactly what DL said because he dropped some F-bombs that just sound better coming from him. It, it amazes me that to convince black people that Donald Trump cares about them, he takes pictures with celebrities. It, it's amazing to me. If Donald Trump cared about black people, he wouldn't have denigrated the president uh, with those claims of birtherism. He wouldn't have stoked fears and racist fears of saying this man is less than or is not one of us to become president. If Donald Trump cared about uh, the concerns of black people, he wouldn't have in the debates talked about bringing back stop and frisk. If Donald Trump cared about black people, Jeff Sessions would most certainly would not be his pick to head the Justice Department. Donald Trump takes pictures with black people. Having a comedian and a rapper and a football player out to talk about the concerns of the community. You know why you have a comedian, a rapper, and a football player uh, out to talk about the concerns of the community? Because that's the positions you're used to seeing us in. You would rather see a football player, a rapper, and a comedian. Uh, You'd rather have black people be football players, comedians, and rappers than the president. You'd rather see us run the ball than run the country. That's why you do it. I ain't going to never forget what you said about this man and how you got where you are. Some people might, but I never will. I'll never forget how you denigrated his family. I'll never forget how you stoked fears. Fuck you now and fuck you forever. So F you. F everything you stand for. Yes. That's like my motto. 
you know, when you're mad at somebody, everything you stand for. I mean, like he's pissed and he's rightfully, rightfully upset. Um, I agree with DL and I understand that people think that DL is being divisive. My issue with that is it's the same conversation that we keep having when people call out racism, people say that that's being racist and I've never understood that, you know? And I've been talking about this with this women's march that's going to happen and all these things happen on inauguration day. And I'm like, "Mm, black women don't really feel compelled to go to this women's march. It feels very exclusive, exclusive to white women. And people are like, well, why are you being, you know, why are you being divisive? Why are you, why don't y'all all march together? It's all about women. Yeah. Well, black women voted against Trump. White women did not. So no, it does not feel like we're all in this together. And no, it's not being divisive. Sometimes you have to call out the problem and the root of the problem in order to get to a solution. You can't keep talking around things. You can't keep saying, let's all get together. You have to acknowledge the root of the problem and acknowledge the issue and the people contributing to the issue in order for the issue to no longer be there. And the issue right now is people that are so easily swayed, persuaded to just say, oh, it's okay, let's give him a chance. He hasn't shown, he, by, by, when we say he, we're talking about Trump, he has not shown us that he deserves a chance. If you're going to be the leader of the free world, act like it. It comes from the top down. That's what DL is saying. Why do we keep giving chances to someone who has not shown us that he deserves one? Maxine Waters went in, y'all. She wasn't here for none of y'all. She walked up. Now, Congresswoman Waters has been in Congress I don't know how long. Like, she just, she don't care about, she don't care about y'all. She wants y'all to know what's going on. Now, she's, I heard she was like 71, right? 70, in her early 70s. Or is it late 70s? Yeah. Black don't crack, child. She looks about 45, 50. Um, she's not here for any of this. She one is boycotting this entire inauguration as she should. She has the right. She's earned the right. Um, she did get up to the mic right after a confirmation hearing. And she's just not here for anybody that Trump has to recommend as a secretary of anything. And the people are like, oh, hey, Maxine Waters. Um, how was the, how was the hearing? What, what do you mean? What do you mean, how was the hearing? How do you think it was? She does not care. I'm going to let you take a listen to how she, how this press conference went. And by the way, she basically dropped the mic and walked off in the middle of it because she ain't here for it. Can I help you? What do you want? We're fine. No, it's classified and we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. She made a known Comey didn't have no credibility, y'all. Walked clean out of that press conference. A press conference that she went, that's so funny to me. Like, that's so gangster. It's your press conference. You're like, I ain't here for it, though. Love it. By the way, I did, um, Maxine Waters invited me to speak on a panel um back oh gosh what year was that during congressional black caucus foundation weekend which is annual legislative weekend it's one of the biggest policy congressional weekends 
ever and it's great it's like black freak nick for pop for politicians it's amazing um but i spoke on a panel of hers that she does every year young gifted and black and i just really appreciate the fact she even realized who ybf was and this was like eight nine years ago who ybf was she wanted that younger voice to be included in the conversation of policy um and i love that so thank you congresswoman waters um but yeah she ain't here for this y'all she she's not here for none of it and i love the fact that she's speaking up she's defending john lewis who trump also has completely disrespected and speaking up about it and i appreciate that she also is not here for any of his other recommendation any of his other nominees um and she's making it very known it's very difficult for people to speak out who are in congress but i appreciate that she's taking that risk in doing so so that's why both Maxine Waters and D.L. Hughley are our BFFs of the week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This was an amazing podcast. I finally got to interview one of my high school idols. And I know it sounds crazy. Trina, your idol, girl? What? I mean, sometimes things don't make sense, but it just works. She's amazing. Um, and I love the fact that we could talk to a YBF chick who has done it for herself and has been in this business for almost 20 years. So thank y'all for listening. Thanks for hearing my personal stories and listening to those. And we'll be back next week. It's the usual. Big dollar bill, stay with a paper trail, stay with a hundred mil, big house in the hills, ice cubes on my neck, stay with the money, yeah, in the back, counter stacks, new bands, I'm buying that. All I see is green money.